Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. In the name of Allah, the gracious, the most merciful. In today's episode, we will be examining the 12th chapter from the Holy Quran. A chapter dedicated to the Prophet Joseph. This chapter was revealed in the holy city of Mecca with 111 verses. And this chapter is one that unites the members of the Abrahamic faith. Therefore, the story of Joseph is one that can unite the Muslims, the Jews, and the Christians. The prophet Jacob, the father of Joseph, or Yaqub, the father of Yusuf, had a wife by the name of Rachel, who had died after giving birth to Joseph and Benjamin, Benjamin. And Joseph grew up amongst his 11 brothers. They protected him. They looked after him. And he was loved by his father. One day he wakes up and he says to his father that, I saw a dream, and this dream is mentioned in the Quran. And the, fra- the father says, Please do not tell your dream to the rest of your brothers to create jealousy amongst you all. Some people believe, after reading this chapter, that the prophet Yaqub, or Jacob, differentiated between his children. He favored Joseph and Benjamin over the rest of them because he loved their mother, Rachel. That is an incorrect statement. Because they were orphans, because they had lost their mother, indeed, the prophet Jacob was most compassionate to them. He was their father and mother in the same time. And he looked after them. But indeed, the prophet Jacob knew that Joseph was going to be a special man. He was going to be chosen by God. But he did not want to create jealousy amongst his children by announcing that, by differentiating between them. And that is something that is extremely important for every parent. If you find that one of your children is smarter or more obedient to you or you somehow find yourself favoring that child, it is forbidden and prohibited onto the parents to make that known within the family. Another important message in this chapter is that the prophet's dreams were extremely important messages from God. Just like the prophet Abraham saw a dream. And the prophet Joseph saw a dream. The prophet Muhammad also saw a dream. The prophet Muhammad saw a dream, according to all the Muslims, that Bani Umayyah, the Umayyad dynasty, are have turned into monkeys. And they are jumping all over his pulpit. And he woke up the next day and he announced this. He said, I saw a dream where the children of Umayyah, where the Umayyad dynasty is has embarked on my um, pulpit 
like monkeys on a tree. And historians say that he was never witnessed smiling after that. But does this mean that anybody's dream is now like the dream of Abraham or Muhammad or Joseph? No, absolutely not. In fact, the point God is trying to make in this chapter is the dream of prophets means something, but not the dream of ordinary people. Please do not waste your time with reading books about interpreting dreams and, and don't think that interpreting dreams is the most important thing in your life. In fact, working hard and striving and struggling to be successful should be the most important thing in your life. A lot of people get confused by reading this chapter and they start thinking that every dream they have is now a sign of sign from God. Another lesson that is embedded in this chapter is the fact that it was speaking to the Muslims then and it speaks to the Muslims today and it also speaks to every person and every community that is outnumbered and it's seeing injustice. You see, God is giving the example of this young boy, Joseph, who was taken by those tough brothers, thrown in a whale, and he suffered there. And then he was sold as a slave. Traditions tell us that they sold him cheaper than the price of a dog, a stray dog. So he was abandoned, he became a slave, and then he went to prison, and then he was a worker at somebody's house, and he went through so many ordeals, but he was patient. And then God turned tables around, turned things around for this young man, and he became the most powerful man in Egypt. Meaning, oh you that surround the prophet, and you believe in this prophet, he is also an impoverished orphan, outnumbered kid and and the people of Quraysh the pagan Arabs are doing so much injustice to him and to his people and one day God is going to change things around and this was revealed in Mecca the prophet then went to Medina and he stayed there for a while and then he returned to Mecca but he returned as a liberator he became the most powerful man in that Arabian Peninsula. And his foes, his enemies, who one day thought they were going to crush him and defeat him, had to stand in front of him, bow their heads down and seek his forgiveness. And today if you see impoverished nations being bombarded, being massacred by those who think they are tough, well, Things are in God's hands, according to the Qur'an. And God does not tolerate injustice. One of the most beautiful lessons in this chapter, brothers and sisters, is that when Joseph got out of prison and he became the most powerful man in Egypt, he didn't go back to his father in Palestine and complain about his brothers. He got to work. He didn't waste time. And he left the matter of his brothers in the hands of the best attorney, the most powerful attorney, and that is the Almighty God.
Today, if somebody's being unkind, unfair, accusing you and calling you name, whether it's at a court of law or over social media or within the family, don't waste your time responding to them, but leave things in the, be- the hands of the best attorney, in the hands of Allah. And if you are subject to injustice, get back to work, work hard, don't waste your time and leave it in the hands of God. It may take a while, but in the end, you will win that case. I would like to examine one verse from the 12th chapter before we conclude this episode. And that is verse number 101. When the Prophet Joseph seems to make a prayer all the way in the end of his life. Oh God, you have given me knowledge, you have given me power, you have given me authority. I, Joseph, in the end of my life, ask you to depart, allow me a departure from this world as a Muslim, as someone who submits to you. Yes, Joseph wants to be a Muslim, not the Muslim that we call ourselves. No, the real definition of Islam, and that is to completely submit to the will of God. I ask God to give us the honor and the privilege to submit to His will. And with that said, والسلام عليكم